Freehold Theater's Voices from the Edge, bringing you stories from the voices you never hear, where we celebrate the common threads that run through our unique realities. Every winter at Washington Correction Center for Women, Freehold Theater runs a five-month residency focused on healing through storytelling. Using acting games, improv, and writing prompts, the women form an ensemble where they write, produce, and perform an original play inspired by their own stories. Amanda Songer participated in this residency from 2009 to 2013. <laughs> the earthquake one was amazing. I saw the quietest, mousiest person stand up there with a shaking paper in her hand and try so hard in rehearsal to get it out. And there's Robin. Louder. Louder. Can't hear you. Louder. Speak up. Louder. And by the time we performed that first night, she stood there in front of everybody and told her story of her earthquake. It's little things like that. You see such a change in people. And that was three months of work. I watched her come out of her shell. She talked more outside of the room. Started socializing more with people. It was amazing to see that. Amanda reading Earthquake by Kismet. I feel as though an earthquake is happening inside of me. My heart is racing, it's beating so fast. My heart is breaking inside of me. Will my earthquake go away? The earthquake inside of me is drowning out the noise of life. Will I ever be the same? Does this mean I'm different? Will my earthquake go away? The earthquake inside of me is tearing me apart. Does this mean I'm going through a secret battle? Will I win or is it the end for me? Will my earthquake go away? My earthquake inside of me has brought out something I never knew existed. A lonely girl who I realize isn't so lonely. God loves her the way she is and she finally loves who she is. I've beaten the earthquake inside of me. This is Caroline reading Building by Dallas. I can do absolutely nothing about the mistakes that I have made. However, I believe the only thing that can make a mistake a failure is the inability or refusal to learn from it. I am 33 years old. I am a felon. I am in prison. I have a son whom I abandoned, a family I no longer know. I am alone. These are facts. They may always be facts, but they don't have to be choices. I have the opportunity, privilege, and responsibility to change my present and, in a domino effect, alter my future. I just need the desire and commitment to do so. My past is my past. I choose to learn something from it. I choose to remember it, not to embrace it, but to respect it as the foundation, the cornerstone of me. Every block, every brick that I lay on top of it will be placed there by conscious thought. The mortar that I use to bind the brick together will serve to strengthen the structure which is myself. I will not build walls. I will build a castle. It will be my castle, and I will never stop building. As in the great city of Babel, I shall reach for the sky. But no man nor any god will demolish me. I will be righteous in my intent." My skeletal framework will be strong and straight. I shall build floor upon room with education, wisdom, and logic. I will weather every storm. I will bend to the winds of compassion and empathy, but I will not break. 
I will not topple, and no terrorist group of doubt shall fly their planes of destruction into me. And one day, staring out at the glorious world from the roof of an iconic feat, I will not just remember the basement from below me, but I will rejoice in its existence knowing that it is the fundamental first floor of my life, and without it, without that foundation, no building could have been built. I need this monument of my own making. Without it, my life may have been nothing but a vacant lot, and there is nothing about that vacant lot of mediocrity which inspires me. And so today, I continue to build. Artists are always talking about how it's their expression, their therapy, their release. And for some people, it works all the time. Some people, it doesn't work at all. And some people, it works when it's put in front of you or it's you're directed the right way, like with my writing prompts. That's really what helped me get into those issues. If I didn't have the prompts and I just tried to express myself through art, I would be lost. So actually having the direction from the program let me get into that and express it in art. This is Donica Strickland, and I'm reading Self-Worth. Hello, it's been so long. I try so hard but cannot for the life of me recall the last time I felt your presence. But try as I might, I will never forget the day you left. How could I? The fault was in my hands, for it was these very hands that tossed you out like so much trash. These hands picked up a needle and in one swift, sure motion stripped my person of the very essence of life. I have no words. No excuses remain on my lips. Only a longing for the life and light only you can give. A hope far smaller than a mustard seed that you would read these words and come home and reignite the human in me and help me live again. Your words have found me in this dark place. I was left, but the time here has changed me, you must realize. The void left by me you have filled with things my light could never share space with. I hear your earnestness, feel your need, and cry for your pain. We are one, you and I, but you must prove to me you have the willingness to change by letting go of all the doubt, lies, self-hate, anger, and resentment that has taken over my place. Only then can I come and finally mend your soul. The Soldier by Linda Spire she stands there, looking around her at the mayhem and destruction, the death and the blood. Tears well up in her eyes as she zones in on the little boy's lifeless body, one bullet wound right in the middle of his head. A weapon lay next to him. If you looked quickly, you'd think it was as big as him. But then her mind flashes, the little boy with the look of hate in his eyes, pointing and yelling something at one of her fellow soldiers. Then she heard the shot. It rang in her ears before she realized it was her that pulled the trigger. She comes back to the present. The sound of cheering men and civilians rang in the background. She saw one of her fellow soldiers kick one of the bodies and then spit on it. What are they so happy for, she thought. Woo! Yeah, she did it! Shut up, you idiots! How can you cheer at this? We kill someone, some people, human beings. Do you not understand that? Shut up, Spire. You're such an idiot. Yeah, that's what our orders were, to take over this town no matter what it took. Stop being so emotional. Suck it up. We got another mission in the morning. That night, Spire's sleep was littered with a mix between nightmares and dreams. She dreamt of that little boy playing soccer with other little kids. 
She saw the little boy's face light up in the dream with the excitement, then the look of hurt with the sound of a loud bang. Then she saw his head, the blood, the brains all over the road. She woke with a scream. Damn, Spire, you scared the crap out of me. Go walk around. All I can dream about is that little boy. Then I'm told I should be proud because I'm defending my country. How are we defending a country by destroying another? I mean, yes, the town cheered, but many wept over how many died. These people were a community of family, a space where they shared food with each other. There were no weapons of mass destruction here. Hell, there weren't even any suicide bombers or even bombs ever reported to have gone off here. What did we do? Why? How can I go home and look at my 13-year-old brother knowing I killed a boy his age out there? I'm supposed to be a hero? I think not. This is Joy, reading I'm Not There Yet by Mia. I am not there yet, but one day I might gain the strength to let go. I'm not there yet, but there may be a time when I am able to see God's reasoning behind taking an innocent life. I'm not there yet, but maybe, just maybe, I will understand why. I'm not there yet, and what happens if I am never okay with losing my baby? I'm not there, and I wasn't there when I should have been. I am not there yet but maybe the burden of guilt will ease off my soul. I'm not there yet, but one day I may get past the shame of not being there when she needed me most. I'm not there yet, but maybe I will lose the desire to leave this world early to be with her. I am not there yet, but maybe my prayers will focus on relieving my family of this same pain. I'm not there yet, but one day I might feel and know that she would have done the same thing with me being there as she did without. I'm not there yet, but maybe, just maybe, I will forgive myself for leaving her alone. I'm not there yet, but maybe I will learn to love myself again. The first year, once I realized that it really was a safe place, and everybody enjoyed it and it worked so well for everybody who was in it who got to stay in the program i was able to trust easier after that you know you see a lot of people they run your business everywhere and they're nosy they would love to share any dirty secret they can find out about you so seeing these people's character outside of that room and then being in the room with them it takes a second to realize that they're there for the same thing to just let it go or to be able to trust somebody for a change or to be able to open up my name is Melinda Barrera. This poem is Come Back to Me and it's for David McLaughlin. My heart is broken, my stomach aches. I gasp for the breath that my lungs refuse to take. The hurt creeps up my throat as the tears begin to fall. I feel so confused. Love turns to hate and I've lost it all. I wish for no feeling, it's numbness I crave. Suicidal demons, hell bent on coaxing me to the grave. Nevermore? Huh. Nothing less. All the pain I hide, I can't seem to express. No will to try, without reason I cry. My soul is shattered, as though it never really mattered. All in whom I trusted, I no longer believe. How can I trust my own judgment after being so deeply deceived? I will myself to breathe and my heart to beat. I embrace the pain, absorb the shame. 
Come back to me, to my soul I entreat. This is Tiffany Williams with My Biggest Regret. My biggest regret is never showing you who I really am inside, never telling you what I am. My biggest regret is hiding from you instead of crying out to you for help. My biggest regret is never telling you I failed and that I can't bring myself back up. My biggest regret is breaking your heart and killing you with the look in my eyes. My biggest regret is not loving you enough for not knowing love and resenting you for it. My biggest regret is not for him, not for the life I took, but for the piece of you that died when he did. My greatest regret is surviving my birth, coming into your life just to destroy it. Tanya Quinata, Butterfly. I want you to remember that you're one of a kind. You're strong, independent, beautiful, and full of life. Here's an analogy. There's an earthworm and a caterpillar. They both look like crawly critters, but in actuality, the caterpillar must go through a dark period in its life. It needs to build its cocoon and experience a dark phase. This is you going through that phase. And in the end, you will see the great glorious light shine through the darkness and you will be a beautiful butterfly. I know this phase in your life is hard, but this is the time you need to absorb and learn everything you can because you will soon be sharing this with someone who will be experiencing the same thing. Remember, you are strong, independent, beautiful, and full of life. But most importantly, you are one of a kind. I was like the closure for some things to be able to get it out there or to show that I actually went from that and worked through it and made it out, like fixing myself in there. It took me years to realize I had a lot of fixing to do. First three years, I didn't do anything. So when I finally realized what I needed to do, it was like all these things came in front of me and all this opportunity was there and I wanted to show everybody that it can be done. I wanted to get it out there because it was like my final release about holding on to things. I want to show people that you really can change in there instead of seeing the same people come back. The recidivism rate is just horrible in there. So I wanted people to see that this is actually something that works. It's not just an education so that you can go out and say, here's a piece of paper, I learned something. I wanted people to see an actual change in a person. So to be able to put that out there and show my mom too. My mom came to every performance. Mm. I put things in there for her. So I, I wanted her to see that that actually made a difference in my life. So it's kind of like an honoring memories and people too. And to see some people, I saw some people put out some work out there that made me cry. I felt so bad when I heard their piece and what happened to them. And then to see them actually get it out was the same thing that I wanted people to see. I watched the change in that. Amanda Songer, Winter Spring. In the dark of my winter, I search for a light to find my way. A speck, a start, anything other than this bleak and eternal darkness. Time is irrelevant here because I cannot tell day from night. I feel the weight of a thousand years upon me. I have nothing but my thoughts to keep me company, so I constantly run through them. I use my memories as a picture show in my mind. I torture myself with the endless mistakes, the guilt, the shame, the proverbial what-ifs that always come around when hindsight is 2020. So I try to think of my future, what will become of me when I finally make it out of this thick darkness. But as my spring approaches, I become scared witless. 
I have nothing to take that first step towards my future on. Where will I go? What will I do? Will I make the same mistakes again? Can I shake the pain of a thousand heartaches and learn to love again? Learn to love myself again? I want so much better for myself than I had before. I want to know that I'm stronger. I want to show that I'm stronger. How do you shake the fear? The fear of failure, rejection. Maybe I just need to work through it. Like using sore muscles, you work through the pain to get past it. I see the light again, finally. This is my chance to make it, and I won't let this one slip away. Freehold did amazing things for me. I've already been in contact with the Community Partnership Program Manager so that I can try to go back in and volunteer with Freehold and a couple of the other programs there. When you see somebody come back and it's not with a green badge in the same clothes as you, it's amazing to see them actually succeed and come back and want to make a difference because the place made a difference for them. These stories, part of Freehold's Voices from the Edge series, were written and performed by Mariam Oliver, Dallas Akers, Mia Mazalek, Amanda Songer, Linda Spire, Donica Burris, Tanya Quinata, Kismet, and Melinda Barrera. With commentary by Amanda Songer. Music by Beth Fleener. Special thanks to Lynn Newark, Robin Lynn Smith, Jessica Robinson, Taryn Collis, Joy Easley, Rebecca Torino-Collinsworth, Caroline Brown, Eva Abram, and Sharon Williams. Made possible with support from Mark Chandler, Aaron Moore, Jenny Taggart, the Rainier Institute and Foundation, Four Culture, Arts Fund, Washington State Arts Commission, Jack Straw Cultural Center, and the National Endowment for the Arts. You've just heard Freehold's Engaged Theater, reminding us that all voices deserve an audience.